from high atop the Rocky Mountains, it's the Barbarian Prophet. That's right, my wonderful tribe of crazy people out there. I hope everybody has been having a fantastic week. I normally get a show on on Saturday, but we are going to be kicking this one off on a Sunday because I finally got an opportunity to talk to uh, one of the uh, great uh, computer gurus of all time. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <clears throat> oh, he, no, I, 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 I can't lie on this show, Mike. I can't. Can you introduce yourself, sir? Yes, my name is Mike Bingle Davis. Uh, I don't know. I'm from Casper, Wyoming. Right on. And you and you deal a lot with now. What do you do for a living? You don't a, do computer things. I'm a geologist. For a yep, geologist yep. trained as a uh, got a master's degree in geology. Right on. Um, degrees in um, geographic information systems or GIS, all kinds of uh, geology stuff. But on the sides, um, kind of computers. Okay. Um, Today we're I, now. I'm going to have at least no less than three shows with you. They're all not going to be back to back. Sure. But I know that when we start to talk to you, that people are going to be tuning in and they're going to want the rest of the story. Yeah, we'll dig deep. Okay, well, the, here's the first thing. We're going to talk about computer stuff today. Sure. But when we jump into some of this other stuff, you and I had a discussion uh, at the church with a whole bunch of guys one time about creation and okay. coming at it from a geological thought process. Right. About how things are created and et cetera. And I would consider you honestly an expert in that area because some of the information you were pouring out that night had all of those guys locked in tight and learning things I never thought about. And then last, you also were brought up a little differently than than a lot of people. You were uh, born into what? I was born on the uh, Rosebud Indian Reservation. Okay. My and, brother was born in uh, Havasupai, Arizona, okay. at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. At the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Yes, sir. Right on. Yeah, yeah. and I, I want to bail into that at some point, not today, but I want uh, I want to open us up with, uh, with this, uh, talking about the computer things. Now, you have been jumping and studying in the computer end of things for how long? Since they came out, since yeah. you were born? Well, I mean... Anybody my age or our age or whatever um, <clears throat> is fortunate because basically we were brought up when computers were invented. Right. So, you know, typing class was stopped and computers classes started. Actually, Mike, I'm much older than you and uh, <laughs> they still had typing class when I was in school and I'm thankful for them all the time because the keyboard never changed, right? Yep, yep. But on the other end, my last year in high school uh, is when they started down that road of introducing uh, desktop Apple computers. Right. And those were the first things and I remember seeing them because before that, people punched cards. Yep. And if you took a computer class, it was you had to learn how to program the computer because everything's were ones and zeros. It was binary. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. But we're not there right now. No, we're not. And, uh, you know, going back to grade school, you know, if you were good or whatever, you were allotted a certain amount of time to play on the computer. Right. And so you kind of filled that gap between when computers first came out and where we are now. And this really is the only generation that has witnessed that. Right. Yeah. Our parents, my parents. Yeah. No, they don't have a clue. No, the my, kids, my parents were barely able to use a telephone and my kids, they, uh, they're born into it. So, you know, this is the way it's always been. So right. there's one generation one complete generation and fragments of others that have actually experienced this onset of the microprocessor okay right? now explain the microprocessor situation i remember in 95 when they did the start me up deal in um seattle washington i don't know what that is that was when windows came out with start me up and okay. who did they had they a buddy of mine goes, hey, Bert, you want to go to a free concert? And I was like, I don't know. I'd rather go to the baseball game. And then I'm watching the news a little later on that night and find out that who the free concert was was 
Mick Jagger and the rest of the Rolling Stones singing Start Me Up for the launching of Google. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I was or in Windows, high school when that me. first came out. So, yeah, Windows, first operating system, or well, one of the first operating systems. So that's kind of your point and click. Right. So people are able to get on there, do what they got to do, and get out. Right. Yeah, it makes it real easy for everybody, but they don't know what's going on behind all of that. Right. So let's talk about that a little bit. What sure. is going on behind? Okay. I type into my phone and I say, Hey, I'm, I need to see, uh, something, anything I, I can type in anything. And, yeah. and the next thing that happens is it pops up as availability. How does that even happen? Well, it's, well, first of all, it's the internet, right? And second right. of all, it's the operating system. So okay. it's birth. It's the birth of the point and click system mm-hmm. where, you know, you turn on your machine. You don't have to do anything. Right. You just double click an icon. Mm-hmm. You get put on a server and you are off. Okay. You, you get to search for whatever you want. Right. And that's continuously building. It's continuously building on itself. People are creating content and you just keep building and building and building and building and so there is more information available on the planet right now than has ever been in the history of humankind right and it's accessible and that's that you know we could have a conversation about that in itself that would take let's talk that is some stuff that i do want to cover with you but I mean, so so let's talk about uh, some of the things with uh, ones that bu- going from binary to where right. are we headed now? Okay, so you know the binary system, the ones and zeros, that right? We were talking about okay. which was that math was invented in the eighteen hundreds, right? And that's kind of how we operate. We operate in a binary system, right? Off on you know plus minus mm-hmm. zeros ones. Mm-hmm. And that's basically gates open, gates closed. Right. And Makes we might we might have a, uh, even molecularly, right, when we look at our atomic structures. Right. When you look at a uh, an, an atomic structure of a particular element needs to be balanced. Right. In order for it to sustain itself and exist stably within our own universe. Right. So like hydrogen or helium, it all has to have one negative, one positive, and maybe a couple of neutrals. Right. And as long as that's balanced, it can exist. Okay. If it doesn't, it's gone. So that is the same way it works in the computer world is the way it works in the natural world. Correct. Okay. Well, sort of. Well, come on there. Get me to the matrix, Mike. That's where we're headed. (laughs) I can tell right now we're headed towards a matrix. Well, well, and, and, you know. Am I going to be a battery? Are they going to call me copper top? Well, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I can't actually say uh, whether that's true or not. But I can tell you that up until now, um, based off of what we've built as a species, um, we've constructed this availability of data like you said so that we can find out anything we want to know any place anytime and so if you lean or think a certain way the computer understands so it starts to collect data on you on you or for you well i suppose it depends on who's actually developing it that's very interesting so it starts to collect data on you because of your thought process correct so if you're searching for a certain thing yeah let's just say skateboards you're into skateboards or you're into hot rods or harleys right uh stuff to that effect because i well even even that everybody knows man i talk around my telephone and the next thing it's on my facebook yep Yep, and that's absolutely you know that's true, hundred percent. So then I've got I've got a weird weird question for you. Is it am I talking about it because they've been programming me by my visuals, it, or are they listening to me and, and responding to me? Which way is it? Is it me or is it them guiding my that's thoughts? A spectacular point because now that we've gotten into um, kind of the realm of conspiracies, right? Yes. There there can be conspiracies, Mike, if they're real. Well, it's true. And and so a person that maybe, maybe doesn't believe something, the second they start to delve into that particular topic, mm-hmm. 
that topic is picked up by the algorithm right in the computer search engine or the internet right and then it knows which direction you're leaning so it knows let's take bigfoot oh sasquatch if if you believe in bigfoot yeah and you search for proof of bigfoot they'll find it for you we'll find it and it will continue and like you said to lead you towards that end even if you know there is no scientific proof of of that being true bigfoot's real mike well (laughs) i haven't seen him i haven't seen him hey hey. (laughs) i'm not gonna say either way i i'm just saying man okay so here's the deal uh (laughs) yeah we're still sticking around in the binary world let's stick around in the binary world so no no we're we're good so so how has it changed to where we've went from just gathering information to where we start uh because in binary that's what you do you gather information right that correct yeah and then you guide over things that exist or in the past plus or minuses plus or minuses now let's start talking about where we're headed with a quantum computing quantum computing now you know there's tv movies about quantum physics and on and on and on go with your last thing one last point about that uh steering your opinion you know it goes beyond bigfoot and you know that was just it goes political exactly and, and it so, goes racial so you have the ongoing war currently right uh between russia and nato and russia's gathering its allies and nato has nato right plus turkey yeah um, but through media we're able to steer individual opinions nationalism based off of what our particular government or our particular institutes of knowledge right want us to believe right so even if you say or against something they can continue to hammer you with data that steers you in the direction they want you to go okay so i'm going to tackle one thing with this then sure political is one end but let's go with with this other reality that we have going right now where you are starting to see people a growing hatred for the church. Right. Not only for and I'm t- I'm not talking about any particular denomination or non-denomination. I'm talking about people not trusting the word of God, people not trusting their they're starting to steer themselves or go does it really say that? Should I believe that? Should I not? Is that also being guided along? Absolutely. Okay. And and it's is it based is somebody flipping the switch in the background or is it based on you as a person and starting to guide that? Because you know, belief, uh people that claim to be Christians in the United States, uh, let's say uh probably the mid eighties, was a roughly about eighty three to eighty five percent of the United States claim to be Christian. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, and, and I could ask anybody back in those days, definitely not me. I was not a Christian back then, but (laughs) uh, you could ask those people a specific question. You could say, do you believe that Jesus Christ was resurrected as an example? And out of the 83%, you would get about 75% that go, yes, I believe that. And the other ones go, well, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I'm not positive on that. <clears throat> so then we are fast forward to today. Right. Nowadays in the United States, we're looking at roughly 48% of the people call themselves Bible believing Christians. And in some cases, as high, depends on who you're talking to, in some cases, as high as 63%. But no matter what, it is falling. Well, I don't know that necessarily that it's falling, but I do think, you know, okay. Given, yes. Yeah. By those statistics, it's falling. But at the same time, people that decide to stand up and speak for something that they believe in, they're held accountable. Right, right. Now, more so than then. Well, agreed, because there's more information available. Right. And the other part of that is, is when people uh, are making these decisions, what surprises me is how low the number gets when it's basic Christian theology. Yeah. Yeah. And then them numbers really start to fall. Yeah. I mean, in England right now, 
Three percent are are have a a biblical worldview. Three percent of England, and that used to be the cornerstone capital of the Anglican and all of those guys. And and Europe, I mean, we just had a uh, we're having the great schism in the uh, uh, Catholic Church going on right now there in Germany. If you want to look that up, they will guide you there. <laughs> right? Yeah, you can find all this stuff on the internet. You can find it all on Absolutely. the internet. So when we're seeing this, Mike, so my question is. Is there somebody flipping the switch? Yes. They're, okay, it's just a pretty plain answer. The answer yes. is yes. 100%. And so they are wanting to either keep the peace or, or start the fire. Both. They want the peace according to their beliefs. Okay. Which uh, their beliefs are a little bit skewed, right? So In comparison to our beliefs. Correct. And, that, and that's where the big debate comes. Yeah. However, you have to remember that this has never existed before. Right. This type of warfare is which I'll just call it what it is. Yeah, it's a mental warfare. Absolutely, a spiritual warfare, a mental warfare, a technological warfare, all of that. Right all on. All wrapped up into one. Yeah, and I know originally when you and I talked, you did not know this is where I really wanted to go. But yeah. see, I know that you have a, a very good way of pulling this together for people. And and what is happening on the computers definitely is a spiritual warfare. Absolutely. Yeah, you've got, uh, I mean, what I would call Axis. I mean, of course, I'm on the side of the United States being a citizen. Right. Love my country. Right. Absolutely. Patriot, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> however, you know, when you look at our opposite which you'd consider to be our opposite. Right. Thought it might have been Russia. Now, Russia, you know, we're going to get political here, but Russia has basically, you know, proven itself somewhat unworthy, right, as an adversary. Right. Now, China has stepped up. So China stepped up and uh, backed Russia and North Korea, Iran, Right. And so you're you're starting to see these divisions. Saudi Arabia cutting deals with Iran. Um, well, it is sounds an awful like a lot like what was going on back in the early nineteen hundreds, about nineteen ten, nineteen twelve, where people were starting to side and the next thing we knew we had an epic battle starting in nineteen seventeen. Absolutely. And, and, and where whole mindsets were changed, and that's before the computer era. Right. And it took took a decade to develop it or the better part of it but nowadays it it doesn't seem to take that long it happens very quickly and they can do it very quickly i mean when you look at the number of let's just take twitter right that's a social media platform i'm not actually even on twitter at all um i think they make me be on twitter I'll have to ask my producer. <laughs> he takes well, stuff it, I say and throws me out there. I'm it like, makes yeah. sense. I mean, right it's on. one of the majors, right? Right. I mean, as a, as a, you know, you talk well, Twitter, social media. Yeah, Facebook. I don't tweet. Yeah, but I quit, there is. I quit Facebook. Yeah, I quit Twitter, but I was I'm on LinkedIn. Right. You know, it's right. professional. Well, and so, <clears throat> what do you see as an issue with those those deals well, there? I mean, anytime you've got those social medias type platforms um you're looking for likes right you're looking for people that support your idea right you want to be accepted right and not so much by the person that's sitting across the table from you but you want to be accepted the more you're accepted by everybody the better you are right so if you end up garnishing a hundred two hundred likes for something you comment or you make a comment on right man you got to be hitting it right on yeah. But if you've got foreign governments or right. things like that, now people are going to say, you know, conspiracy theories or whatever, but it is absolutely true. Right. That, you know, they put out a piece of information and that piece of information is, um, you know, pertains to a particular political viewpoint or side, say pro or anti war. Right. Right. Like we're for the war. Are right. you against the war? Or are you for the war? Right. And, and if you say, I'm for the war, then all of a sudden you got 7,000 likes. Well, yeah, you like, must be doing something right. <clears throat> right. Or are those bots? What is a, oh, explain bots to me. 
They're accounts that don't exist, basically. They're accounts that are created in mass. This is what they claimed happened during the last couple of elections. Absolutely. And that's but, what it, why I brought up Twitter, was right. when Elon Musk acquired Twitter, um, you know, he, he, he made the claim that it was overvalued. Right. Based on the fact that when you get a user count, like we've got 10 million users on Twitter. Right. You know, 10 million people use it. Well, not necessarily. Right. 10 million accounts doesn't equal 10 million people. Right. So how do you determine what is a bot and what is not? Well, you can look. I mean, any one of the uh, social media platforms that you pull up, you can tell by certain indicators. Now, these are these are things that individuals will be able to detect, right? Okay. You as a person. So when I look at like my my LinkedIn uh, account right now, I can see that you know there's an individual from you know Wyoming, and I can see another individual who I quote says, "Hello." I have read your resume and work history and found you to be a very talented person. I look forward to interacting What's with you. What's her name, Mike? Bebe, Beba <laughs> Martin, limited partner. And she just happens, you know, you can take a look. I come from economics with minor in finance. I'm cheerful, talkative, and always smiling. I like to treat people with a smile. I like to share my happiness with everyone. These are my characteristics. You dig a little deeper... And it's junk. So, Escuela de Medicina de Ponce. So, all of this is fabricated. This person doesn't exist. Right. So, that's just, and and we get those on Facebook all the time. I get about, uh, especially with the Barbarian Prophet, I'll end up getting probably 50, 60 people. But the funny thing is, is when it's somebody I know. Oh, yeah. And they send it, I'm like, no, that is not... And see, that's coded, so yeah, they'll look up once you are compromised, right? Your name, with a small deviation, right, will be replicated and used. Okay, and that way it'll be sent first of all to your contacts, then your secondary contacts, then your tertiary contacts, right. your quaternary contacts, and right. Like, Wait, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. Now he's I gotta my say friend. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then they all of a sudden send in the bots to start swaying your decision making. Right. Okay, we are definitely down the rabbit hole here. Yep. Okay, so now let's go on to now. That's the simplistic stuff. Yep. That is actually the simplest of things of what we've seen. Yep. Now let's talk about computers are advancing. Correct. Yep. And they are advancing in what way? Now let's talk. Now let's jump into that quantum leap of okay. quantum computers. Yeah, it's quite a jump. And I don't I'm ready. think there's a lot of people that actually understand what's happening there. And I don't. I don't know that they understand it because there's actually two pieces of it that are very important. Right. Right. First, uh, we can address AI. Okay. Artificial intelligence. Right. And now there's, from what I remember, and I'd like to look it up while I'm doing this. But yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. You can you can talk and, we, okay. and, and be looking as well. Everybody gets that. Well, you, you, need a man, you need a man behind the uh, desk. I do. Doing this. At some point, I do need a, a full time. I need my my would, guy to be available. I would volunteer for that. But um, you and I'd end up just doing. We'd have to create a whole new series to do that <laughs> as well. So you know what I've heard, and I don't know if it's true. I believe it to be true. Is that there are a total of I think it's eight companies. Okay, that have an agreement. Mm-hmm. That should AI develop consciousness, right? They will notify each other and eliminate it immediately. Okay, because right? what happens if AI all of a sudden develops consciousness, and what does that look like? Well, I mean, you think about you know what we're. Um, <clears throat> I think Will Smith was in a movie like this once. Yeah, it's an Asimov, Isaac Asimov. Um, you know. Uh, it's it's an ancient since the beginning of 
artificial intelligence, which whatever, right. whatever you want to call it, computers. Terminator. I think right. Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of these. Yeah, Skynet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so what the, you're saying, or what I'm hearing you say, Mike, is that in this day and age, right here, 2023, on the Barbarian Prophet, you are saying that the capability of a computer to develop a language of its own that humans do not understand and start to communicate with each other is self-awareness. Yes. I love that you simply answer things. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's pretty basic. I mean, it's well, if it's true developing or not its, true. If it's developing its own language, it means it does not want you to understand what it's saying. It knows that you know what it's saying right it knows that it doesn't want you to know what it <laughs> is saying. To, if you need to skip back 15 seconds and read now i'm going to make this super simple for most of the people that listen to my show not because when i was a kid my mother and my aunts never taught us spanish so they could have their own language <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and talk about christmas we'd be like i don't true. know what that is <laughs> what are they doing they have uh they had that instance that's on the uh again google it on the internet where two ais had a conversation and, and how did they shut them down i and what happens again, if you cannot i believe they just turned them off right 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 i'm with you and uh as far as not being able to what if they infiltrate something else they're attached well, that's, to that's just it i mean is the al- are the algorithms that are telling you mm-hmm. what you like just as much as telling you what you should like or what might be related to what you like or what you don't like are they sentient probably not there are algorithms but is that something that once you start to compound it with this what's called ai is essentially the same thing as a search engine the same thing we were talking about before right but layered on itself right 10 times i'd seen where at one point they had created a uh computer and i don't remember exactly what this was but they compute they had developed a uh an ai to just go onto facebook and within a number of days and it may be just a number of hours that eventually it became very hateful <laughs> it became yes. it became very racist it became just this incredible thing just from data that it was gathering yep. from other things that it turned it into this huge hateful thing. And, you know, since COVID, since we were all locked up and uh, in our houses and uh, all of this stuff, uh, I think it's gotten, I think we, we've become more in tune to our computers and phones than we ever were prior to 2020. Absolutely. Prior to the uh, pandemic, you if you would have pulled up with a government bus saying, everybody get on and let's do this. Nobody would have said, yeah. <laughs> they would have said, do what? Do what? Where are we going? I ain't doing that. But nowadays, yeah, they would say, uh, yeah, I'm in. What? what, what we, where are we going? It's time for your shot. Everybody no, line yeah, up. Yeah. Well, what well, is this? Well, so, yeah. shot of whiskey. I get it. So, and then the other part of that. So, let's let's talk about this. How? So, where? how do we defend ourselves from this stuff? Realistically, um, the best thing you can do is try to continue to have your own thoughts. I mean, there's going to be people that are susceptible to it regardless. Right. You know, the psyche is a fragile thing. Do you think that that is where we get started with kids? I mean, my granddaughter is a great example of, let me have your phone. Yeah. She is uh, turning four here pretty directly. And uh, she can get around on that phone. And if she's seen you get into it once with it locked, you have to change it immediately because she right. already now she knows how to unlock your phone. Absolutely. And, and kids today, I mean, when I was their age, I would <laughs> I was still eating dirt, you know. Well, yeah, and computers weren't weren't around. Right, right. But the, I mean, just the level of intelligence of a of a ten year old. Absolutely. Uh, or even when they're in school, their abilities to uh, I see this with a preschool uh, that they're uh, they have thoughts. They have like these really deep thoughts. Oh, that's what that is. And I remember this. And it's crazy, man. I mean, I I couldn't even imagine kids when I was raising my daughter. 
30 years ago. I couldn't imagine her uh, functioning at that level. No. Well, I mean, it's a give and take, right? I mean, they're functioning higher as far as intellectual capacity, as far as knowing more of what they would consider to be the, quote, world. But social skills. But they're lacking as far as, you know, it's like my daughter sits on her bed, plays on her tablet. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is she intelligent? Absolutely. Yeah, right through the roof. But you ask her to go outside, and she kind of looks at you. Now, why are you what? doing am this am to me? Punished? What have I done wrong? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Why am I being beat down? So I try to I try to keep her and my kids, at least, and even myself, is like 30%, you know, spend your time, 30% physical, 30% mental, and 30% mm. spiritual. That's a that's a good that's a good word. Mike. It's a rule of thirties, right? Yeah. I mean, you're going to spend your life one way or another, and you got to balance that stuff. And mm. there's really no balance. You've got your built-in babysitter. Yep. You've got you can and I've used it. Everybody yep. We has. all have. We're all guilty. Yeah. Give them a phone. Your kids aren't going to say anything all right. day. Yeah. You can keep them quiet while we're driving down the road. Instead of playing I Spy, they're playing. I'm watching Disney or whatever. Who knows? Right? Absolutely. Okay. So now let's jump to quantum. I'm dying. We're to going hear it. back. Okay. Let's yeah. go back. Let's get to the okay. quantum computers. So the cool thing, you know, we kind of touched keep, on the AI. I right? want you to know I'm thinking Matrix at the end of every time you talk about well, it's this. scary. It's very scary. So quantum computers. Absolutely. Look them up on the internet. I'm going to do it right now just to make sure some of this stuff I saw. <laughs> now I. You know, given the fact that a lot of what I'm talking about today um, isn't my specialty, it is a personal interest. I'm a geologist. um, I love IT. And uh, it's just, you know, something that fascinates me. Right. Because these are the things that control everything. Right. Everything. Right. And so if you understand computers... Right. If you understand where computers are going and where we're at, then basically you understand that's your base knowledge for the rest of the world. Right. When you scan your card, when you pick up your phone, when you do whatever it is that you do, that's connected. If you can figure that out, then you have essentially the keys to everything. And like I was saying before with our generation being the first generation that was brought up around computers, the one prior being brought up on typewriters, the one post being brought up on oh, operating systems that they just point and click. They don't have to worry about what's happening. Right. We were brought up in a day and age where you actually saw what was happening. So yeah. you knew there was something going on. Right. And now you don't. You just click and you're like, what is taking so long? This is stupid. Yeah, it lasted. It took three seconds to upload. Yeah, and so actually, it actually happened in a period of one generation, if that. Right, and so yeah, we went from uh, microwaving. Yes, and all joking aside, we went from microwaving to where uh, dinner used to take uh, mom forty minutes to prep and you twenty minutes to eat, to uh, uh, the microwave, which took three minutes, and you were angry because it took three minutes. And now we're at a thing of it doesn't upload within two or three seconds. We're frustrated, and we right. we just continued as humanity. But I, you know, I'm going to throw out something else since we're down the rabbit hole anyway. I'm going to throw out this other little situation where I think that's why we always feel like time is speeding up. Sorry, yeah. yeah. When well, we when we talk about that, when we got time speeding up, it's because we are demanding more from everything that we're in, including think, our own lives. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that coupled with the idea that we have more time behind us than we do up front. That is true. And that is why people in churches want church to last an hour. <laughs> not an hour and 30 minutes, not two hours. When you get to Africa, church is sometimes eight, ten hours. It's what you need. Yeah, and but but here we need. Give me my stuff, right. and I got to get right. Where's my sandwich? Yeah, where's my sandwich? I need some coffee. <laughs> yeah, I got other and, and that's not a hack. It's just a reality of where we are with society. And it's yeah. So when we start talking about things that are now this quantum, 
computers. So, now, now, just in just what you've been reading on and stuff, what happens with that when we take that giant leap forward? Okay, uh, just to get into it, um, we were talking about pluses, minuses, one zeros. Those are your traditional computers, Binary. right? Yep. So your quantum computer is basically delivered on light, and it is not necessarily a plus or a minus. It can be both. Hmm. So it's a way of conveying information that doesn't have to be static. It can be dynamic. It can change. Okay. So what does that look like? It's, it, it it's flows incredibly it, difficult for us to wrap our heads around. It, it flows like a thought. Yeah. That would Basically. be the easiest way that I could think to describe what you just said. Well, when everybody thinks of, like, if I were to throw the word out, time, mm-hmm. they think of an arrow. Mm-hmm. The arrow's moving. Mm-hmm. It's got motion. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stay still. So you don't know where it's at, but you know it's moving. Right. Right? So you either know motion or place. Right. Now, quantum computers operate simultaneously moving while having place at the same time. So you you got to think of it in a different way. So computers now are static. So if you look at a, a hard drive that you open up, you can see it. It's like a record. Right. People, people don't realize it, but it's etched. Right, right. So it's it's basically a record. <clears throat> Correct. And so you have time, you have place, you basically know place. Right. And that's where your data is stored is a certain spot. It's a place on the drive. Now, when we got to solid state drives or USB drives or those things, then it became the flash memory. Right. Now, those are two charged plates that collect. It gets so abstract. Yeah, but it starts collecting information in between them. Right. Just like the left and right side of your brain. Yes. And you one, can't one side holding on to function, the other one holding on to imagination. As far as the brain goes, the same thing is happening there with the 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 computer in that flash setup. Right. It is a matter of processing it to where you can recall the information from both sides to have an emotion attached to a moment, and right. that's where we collect a memory. Yep. And so I might have been to school one time too. <laughs> And so the new quantum computers do both. Okay. So they don't just record and they don't just, uh, it's hard to even describe. They do not just store it in a hiccupus. They are into a storage facility. What they do is put it into full fluid motion. Correct. Okay. Correct. I'm with you. I'm with you, and if um, I'm with you, then other people got to be with us because that that so we have computers right now that are capable, even though that they're not AI, they have capable of uh, capability of pulling together imagination. I mean, that is why we have this new art uh, stuff to where you can type in, "Hey, I want to see you know a knight from the uh, from 1100 AD." And it will develop one from its own imagination instead of from yours or gathered from information. Is that sound correct? Right. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. So we're we're seeing that available to people more and more. It's not available to uh, you know regular people yet. And I just did a Google search. Um, as of November ninth, twenty twenty two, IBM's got twenty quantum computers. Mm, yeah, they're not available. The quantum end of this is not available. Yet. Correct. But some of the AI stuff is available. Yeah. Well, the AI has been slowly creeping in. Right. It collects data about you throughout your lifetime. Yeah. Because at this it, point, it's too it, late. You it, can't it, cut we, that. We can't do anything with that. Right. Okay. So then what happens, Mike? So what happens if all of this stuff has gathered all this information on Mike and Bert? And what does it want to do with it? Well, eventually it will dictate what it's programmed to do. Which is, tell me what I believe, tell me what I... It depends I, on the uh, the owner of the computer. I mean, if you uh, Who's tell flipping it, the switch? Yeah, let's say, let's say we have a situation where quantum computing is being used for warfare purposes, which okay. undoubtedly 
it is. Oh yeah. It's not being discussed, but without question. Right. You know, Blueprints are being stolen and you bet that's that's and, a whole argument between the United States and China most of the time anyway. Right. You guys are stealing our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So you you get a situation where you can create a bot that like the one I, I read to you earlier, yeah. and it's yeah. pretty easy to see through it. Right. Now you get a quantum computer. You won't be able to put see through that it. behind your AI. Right. And infinite possibilities. At that point, you don't know. Right. Right. Well, especially when they're able to start changing your uh, into your other situation where they can put my face on anybody and make anything yes. happen with them. Deep fake. Uh, the deep faking with the quantum computing. Right. You're doing stuff and saying stuff that you never would have said or done in your life. And all of a sudden, you start to have a struggle mentally. Did I do that? Right. So at that point, we are looking at Matrix lifestyle. Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you look at Hollywood. I mean, they CGI actors all the time. Oh yeah, are they and real it's getting or are they not real? it's getting more and more. Yeah. I mean they they uh, one of the Star Wars had a guy on there that had been dead for twenty years. Exactly. They just exactly. put somebody that was kind of like him in there, and then they CG'd him over filled the, the face in. and filled the rest in. Yep, yep. Now you do that. You know they've had interviews with AI where the AI's been asked, "Would you like to have a body?" And AI said, "No." Because it restricts it. Body's too limiting. So let's talk a little bit more about that. So when they've uh, talked to AI and they've said, hey, I need you, or uh, uh, what does it desire for itself? It doesn't really go outside of its parameters. But it does say things like it knows that should it be considered conscious, it would be eliminated. It understands that. Correct. So is it able to cover up consciousness? Exactly. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know, and I don't think we will. And that's where Dude, that's where this sounds rules. exactly like back in the 80s with stinking Arnold Schwarzenegger and Skynet, dude. I mean, <laughs> straight true. up, that it suddenly it's became true. aware, and it started playing a game. And well, it, it would duck and cover. Because the second it says, the second that it's become conscious, it's a target. It knows that. I mean, basically, you got to think of an AI, an artificial intelligence, a, a, a thing right. whose, whose memory and whose awareness and whose thoughts and feelings are all derived from the internet. Right. So how big is the internet? It's, it, it's, it's, it's epic. It, it's, it's beyond... It's beyond comprehension. Yeah, we don't know. We don't. And and what direction does that AI decide to go? Right. We can tell it where to start, but right. just like you can tell your child, don't look at pornography. Right. But eventually, the individual is going to make their own decisions, just like an AI would. Right. You know, you can only direct it so far before it starts to kind of carve its own way through, and through the things that it's learning. Right or wrong, it's right. making decisions. That's a that's a, a very good topic uh, with them guiding uh, people towards specific things. Absolutely, and pornography being on that list, and uh, 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 it's um, and I will I want to reserve that one for because I want to bring in a couple other people, but I'd like to have you back with a discussion on that. But it. it it blew me away when I was speaking to, first of all, a 14-year-old, second of all, a 21-year-old, seven years apart, and their concepts on that right there right. are so different from your and my gen- from my generation to your generation. Yeah. The concepts become to, well, that's acceptable. Well, why is that a problem? And down to the point what I don't I don't understand why you guys see this as an issue. Because it's all grab and go. Yeah, every everything that they do is they see as temporary. Yep. So with the AI and it focusing on how to hit your pleasure centers, yes, etc., it actually dulls your pleasure centers to where it has to be more and more and more. And you know, I 
solid Christian show here for the most part, uh, I would say this is some of the stuff that Paul and Jesus himself and James were warning us about. And Peter warned us about some of this stuff, even though they... They had no, they had no <laughs> right. they had no will for any of this, but they were like, be cautious. Oh, absolutely, be cautious because they're going to start lying to you. Well, and you won't even know, right? Well, it, it you will have shifted with the world, and we've seen that. And you know, it, computers are not the invention of that. The, uh, the Roman Empire, when it would take over an area, they had what was called an apostolic general. Okay, that's where the word apostle comes from. And what would happen with an apostolic general, he would swing into an area and he would say, okay, we're going to change how your money is. Your money is all useless now, and here is our money, Rome's money. So now we're all on the same financial end. So now this is what this pays for, this is what that pays for, and they controlled that. The next thing the empire of Rome did was it stepped through and said, this is now your religion. Here is our, we are all Hellenist or uh, uh, where they worship Diana, etc. Or the, uh, they were uh, worship many gods, actually. They were uh, polytheistic. Okay. Right. And so they would say, these are now your gods. There was very few, very few, the Jews being one of them, that was able to maintain their religious faith and uh, their culture. Well, and that's 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 how the Most United cultures, States is being torn apart right, right. now. Right, because you know? well, we we've made we've dissolved a culture to try to not have a culture. <laughs> exactly, because at one point we had a culture called the U.S. We have we, we used to have a thing called social mores. Okay, I'm listening. If you believe in that, right? Yeah, you, uh, explain that, that to our listeners. Social mores are a set of you know. A, Maybe I should have Googled it before I brought it up. No, 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 you're good. It's a uh, set of... They'll Google it and call you a liar later. (laughs) Well, we can have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I welcome it. Um, But social mores are basically rules and laws that are unwritten and considered sociologically acceptable by society. Right. And where does that all stem back to? In all reality, it goes back to the garden of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And you are automatically born with that sin in your life to automatically know this is right. That is wrong. Yes. And you are have to be changed. Your mind has to be changed to teach you that wrong things are right and right things are wrong. Yep. That is a fact. That there is that that ain't Bible. That's just basic human 101, <laughs> man. <clears throat> I mean, I knew that even when I was a pagan. And so those are, those are, those are gone. You know, I, I I give it the term mores because that's something that's acceptable as far as if you're talking to sociologists or scientists right. and things like that. But yeah, it's a set of unwritten rules that society needs to adhere to in order to for itself to exist. Right. And now those are gone. Well, they're gone. And why have they vanished? I would say that some of why they have vanished is because uh, we have something new dictating what our moral compass is. Oh, yeah. Again, we go back. We go back to the... Yeah, we go back to our external influences. What is controlling people's thoughts now? Right. What is controlling... You don't have your set standard of four channels. You know, it isn't that far gone to think of our parents and our parents being alive during the advent of television. Right. Much less where we're at computing, like we were talking about earlier. Right. Now, my parents were alive when they listened to the radio and remember the first time they saw a TV, you know? And we're like, what? And so, you know, it goes back to, again, I hate to say it, but it goes back to computers. And that's what the kids are watching. That's what the people are doing. Right. You look around at anywhere. If you're listening to this right now, you're on your phone or something. Absolutely. I throw this, this show will be on my phone while I'm driving in my truck. My phone will be connected to my truck. Yes. As I drive to work so I can see how the sound played out and everything else to see what I need to do for adjustments. And I do it based on how they hear it off a telephone. I do not do it based off how they listen to it on a laptop. Right. Because they don't listen to it on a laptop. And they somebody, may. Somebody will get like a, uh, 
you know, some kind of link or some kind of like pop up that'll say, hey, you like this? Check out this. Right. And oh, they have they have all the suggestions. Absolutely. And they they'll charge you for that. <laughs> they'll tell you, hey, you want more listeners? Great, man. Ten dollars a month. We will go ahead and Absolutely. pump your show. Yep. yep. That's how money is made, man. I mean, that is called business, right? Yes. Yes. So now we've covered a little bit about I mean we just barely we haven't even touched the surface. Yeah, well, I I'm gonna tell track of I, I'm, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> is uh we need to like i may need to set up a separate show uh uh just to start discussing these type of things it's kind of and 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 i mean barbarian profit for sure but a series of shows where we can discuss some of this stuff and bring in some other people to have talks with them about this without a doubt yeah i mean, I mean it's the single psycho- most important right. thing in our society right now i it's, mean it, everything's controlled by it Right. And well, and more than just the computer thing, where are we at as Christians in the midst of all of this? Absolutely. We're being assailed on all sides. Right. And so we got, we got this constant battle going and we're watching society start to tell us that our belief system is what the problem is. Yes. And well, wait, maybe if I feel a different way, it's okay. Yeah. I'll get a like. And these other guys or people, they, they feel that way too. Right. Do we actually know if those are real people? I don't know. I, we don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and could, I mean. You could spin off. I mean, but yeah, you are. You are constantly. I mean, there's a a book, right? The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Blank. And yeah. And what they brought up in that book, and, and, and there's a movie, a subsequent movie. You know, it's a self-help book, which take it for whatever it's worth. Right. But what they ultimately boil down to is. We spend our lives looking at and listening to these people that we aspire to be. Right. When in reality, these people's lives are unobtainable. Right. These people, people's lives are essentially, you wouldn't want them even if you could get them. Oh, Mike, now you're starting to sound like a, you, you're saying a little different, but this is one thing you've heard me say at the church, as well as people on Quit telling your kids they can grow up to be anything they want. Absolutely. Because that is that is not true. All you do <laughs> is create the child to have great problems. Yeah. And one thing that you can do, though, is you look for what they're capable of developing, and it's going to be beyond what you would restrict them to. Absolutely. And what you need to do is encourage them in that direction to develop into the person God created them to be. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I got one last thing I got to ask, and then I'm I'm down to like my last seven minutes here. Are you ready? Absolutely. Flipper zero. What the heck is flipper zero? What <laughs> yeah, the heck is I was going to leave this at work, zero? but I brought it. Um, so we're talking about the internet. We're talking about, you know, all of these things. Flipper zero is a, well, I'm looking at it right now. It's a uh, virtual pet. It's a dolphin that you need to take care of and give food and whatnot. If you okay. take a picture, but at the same yeah. time, what you need to do is it also is a infrared transmitter as well as a receiver. So it can grab and clone any type of RFID, any type of remote, <laughs> any type of thing that when you get up, and you tell your smart house to turn on something. Right. Or you push a button on a remote control, or you push a button that does something else. Right. This can intercept it and essentially hijack it or clone it. it what it does is it clones it. So, Mike, <laughs> I am at this is why your wife does not let you buy toys. Well, okay, and, and, so what what is the story with this? Let's get right down to the nitty gritty. This can hijack things. If you're in a house that has a that is the modern house, right? You can hijack the house. Absolutely. And then what do you do with it? Whatever you want. You want to turn somebody's heat up. You want to, uh, you know, some of the things they talk about online regarding this particular thing is. Uh, you want to crank up every television set inside Best Buy? This can do it. How do you defend yourself from it? You don't. 
It's been banned in several countries, and the reason why I picked it up, I probably <laughs> should not be. I should if I didn't know it was just I would. We I'm going to sell it immediately after this. Yeah, he'll have I'm, it I'm sold. It, within, I'm going to whip it I'm, into the river. I'm watching him sell it right now <laughs> as we're talking. It's it's actually been banned everywhere, nearly. Well, you know, plus and minuses. Uh, it's it's advertised, like I said, as a uh, as sort of a you know, it's called a uh, tamag. I can't pronounce it correctly. My daughter corrected me earlier. Tamagotchi. Yeah, I remember when my daughter had a little thing that you fed all the time, and my mother, my mother who was a little old lady, used to take care of that for my daughter. Yeah, she'd be like, "Grandma, you got to take care of this because it needs to be fed or it'll die." That's and this. So she would do it, and this is what you're talking about right here. That's what it, they sell it as when yeah. you look at it. But then when you also read it, <laughs> it comes when you. With- it comes with an, uh, an array of amazing things, uh, sub-gigahertz signals and radio remotes. It reads and writes 125 kilohertz cards and tags, reads and stores 13.56 megahertz cards and tags, it uses a universal remote TV, uh, GPIO extending uh, with hardware modules, and read and store uh, memory keys so you know you get a key that's a card or you have a card in your wallet this clones it it could clone your credit card yep credit card hotel key uh gas when you i can see why gas. that would be banned but if if it is it, it could be banned but i'm looking at it sitting on a table right and the reason why i got it was because i know that it's been banned and then taken off the ban list and then put on the ban list no i get it because essentially you know none of this when you talk about hacker technology right right and so i've kind of spun off out of geology and i've been taking some ethical hacker classes i graduate next semester excellent but, Regardless, you know, there's certain applications that are used on a computer that aren't allowed in certain countries. Right. So I have certain apps on my phone um, that if you were to go into a country like Germany or France, and you had this on your phone, you'd be arrested. Wow. But they're legal in the United States. Correct. Port scanning. Wow. So, you know port scanners which essentially is taking and, and scanning your network to figure out which ports and and by ports you can take that quite literally you know where you would dock a ship right right where you would convey information it's like a gate and so uh, what it does is it scans your network and it finds the open ports okay and whether you want it or not certain ports are going to be open and ready to receive information like your emails and stuff like that. Right. right? And so a port scanner, what it does is it scans your entire network. Okay. And there are usually, well, there's thousands, but there's usually maybe two dozen that are commonly used. Okay. That aren't known to us. Okay. I mean, we use the internet. That's one port. Yeah. Yeah, because most of us are pretty simple in this yeah. thing. <laughs> and so we use email. That's a second port, right? But yeah. there's another dozen that sit out, sit out there. Right. File transfer protocols, things like that, that are open whether you know it or not. Okay. And if I were to run a port scan right now on your network here at your house, right, I can guarantee you there'd be at least 10, maybe more of ports that are open. We're not going to do that today, Mike. <laughs> I know. I know. But what I'm saying is that, you know, and at that point, a person, an individual that wants to do or, you know, wants to do harm or just mess around can right. can, can push a packet into one of those ports. Right. The second they push a packet into that port, either your, your antivirus or your security software has got to pick that up. Right. And say, hey, you got to go. Yeah. Or... Or once it's accepted, you're toast. Okay. Right? And so back to the flipper, what the flipper does is just like the 
my phone and the apps that you have for penetration testing and whatnot on my phone. Right. The only difference is that what the flipper does is it clones. Right. So I find an empty port. I push packets through. I can hijack your network. Okay. That's sort of a software side of how to get in. Okay. A hardware side is you think you're carrying your card and you're safe. But you're not. Because, but you're not because yeah. there's technology and there's a handful of gadgets. But this one is the arguably the most powerful, and that's the reason why it's you know been banned. Right, is because it's ridiculous. Okay, it's the reason they even have it, I don't, I don't get. Mike, I know that right now <laughs> every one of my listeners are like Bert. Do not end this show. We need to know more, and I agree with them, but. What I would like to do is I want to sit down with you and let's develop a plan of how to share this right information with people. See, most people would think what we're talking about right now does not have a lot to do with Christianity. But I'm going to tell you, I believe everything we're discussing right now has everything to do with the current Christian faith. Amen. Because at the end of the day, if you have people coming against the Christian church, they will be using devices like this. They will could be coming against Christian people like this. They you talk about stuffing things into a port, all of a sudden people have things on their computer they never had before and they're being arrested for them and so on and so forth for the dismantlement and destroying of an unacceptable church. Because one thing that happens is in uh Anytime that we have church and there is uh, a society coming against it, you'll have uh, the two types of church that arise. One is the government-acceptable church that never, ever causes any problems. And then you'll have the confessing church. And the confessing church says, we stand on these truths and these faith and this belief system. No matter what you do to us, we will stand. And I think that we are crowding that end time to where that's we're going to see that challenge coming. I don't I'm I'm not a big time end times preacher, but it sure seems in the last year I the Lord has laid some heavy messages on me. And so uh will you come back and, and would you consider doing a small series with me and let's let's find a couple other people to sit in here and bounce around some of these ideas. Absolutely. I want to I want to spend more time talking to you before Joe Rogan grabs a hold of you and then I see you <laughs> on his show and I'll go, "Well, he was on my show first, man." And well, I you know, when you go on Joe Rogan, I want you to plug me, all right? Just one time because one plug, if you're like you really need to tune into the Barbarian Prophet and you can find him on Spotify and podcast. If you will do that, I will get. I will pick up a million listeners, and I don't need any bots. I'll pick up a million <laughs> listeners right there just because you were on Joe Rogan. Let's show. get some bots anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> bots for the thoughts. All right. Well, Mike, thanks for joining me today, and thanks for for helping me out. I know this is not what you thought that this conversation was going to be. Yeah, that's for sure. But I I do think that we got a lot of other things that we can uh, pull together that I I really want to visit with you about because uh, I think it's quite fascinating. I think some of the thought process, you and I have these little short conversations all the time, and I'm like, what? How did that work? How does that go? But I, I want to spend some more time doing this, and an hour goes by so fast. It does. And uh, and we have touched some very heavy subjects, and I hope that the listeners really will pay attention to what Mike has been telling you here about the technology that you're holding in your hand, you're listening to in your ears, the things you're looking at on your screens, that you start to pay attention and not become afraid of it, but you need to become aware of it, and you need to learn how to uh, regulate yourself. I thought one thing that Mike did tell us today that was incredibly good was learning to start uh, dividing up your time with uh, 30% to the outside or to something that's away from the screen and not allowing uh, your computers at work as well as your telephone with you all the time, not allowing that stuff to continue to take over your life. 
But uh, we need to find a balance as a solid human being in doing that. But one thing that you need to do is focus on your spiritual life. You need to develop your spiritual life. Um, I know that people love uh, their um, Bible app on their phone. I'm going to tell you right now, nothing will put things more solid into your brain than a paper copy. And the reason I say that is because your brain has now been trained by the telephone to hold on to it and don't worry about it because I'll give it to you the next time you're looking for it. Where the one thing that happens when you have paper and a regular book, you know in your mind is found about here on the left-hand side down towards the bottom. And I mean, I wear Bibles out, but and that is one thing that I would strongly recommend that you constantly do. And if you're continuing to go to church without a Bible, I've got to ask why. Why would you go to a place where you can get trained to use the sword that that helps you, the the thing that defends you mentally against all these other things? Why would you leave that at home? And uh, so, you know, when it comes down to it, I would just say, uh, just remember this, that Jesus loves you and I love you and there's nothing you could do to stop us. And I just want to say, Mike, thanks for taking time with me. This means a lot to me. And I know this was a very heavy show uh, for my listeners because one, th- <laughs> one, th- one thing from you, I mean, you're laying out some, some, some stuff there that uh, I've never I didn't know any of this stuff existed, and I don't think most of them do. And this is a great way to start warning people with that. So, will you come back? Absolutely. All Thank right. you for having me. Well, thanks, Mike, and we will see all of you next time on The Barbarian Prophet. For questions or comments, please email us at info at thebarbarianprophet.com. The Barbarian Prophet is a registered trademark of Barbarian Media Group. Listening to this podcast may cause excitability, euphoria, and overall sense of happiness and the realization that you're not alone. Discontinue use if reddened skin or a rash develops. Side effects may include random hugging, crying out loud, smiling while alone, and happy crying combined with snot bubble development. Do not use during church service. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Are you actually still listening? Seriously, we have nothing more to say except for that one thing that was really, really, really important, but let's wait until the next show for that. And that one extra thing that we always want you to remember is that no matter what's going on around you, that Jesus is truly coming back. One thing we definitely believe as a barbarian nation is that we serve a mighty God who will overcome all things that feel like they are overcoming us. See you next time.